Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, it is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. The warehouse. We're going to talk to Ross Dellinger. He covers college football for Sports Illustrated. Coming up here in a moment, uh, Gordon, he wrote a really, a really great piece about the equipment truck's journey, 2,200 miles uh, to get all the equipment over there to Coastal Carolina. He, he did a real in-depth look at the at the journey, and I thought it was really good. I, I, we'll get his thoughts on the game and stuff, but I'm curious to what went into writing this piece. Was he riding in the cab? I don't think so. Uh, well, it says in here he, he kind of did it over the phone, but he had him text pictures, and he has quotes from the guys <laughs> and does background on them. And it, it, I, I just thought it was a really great story. Well, it, you know, those are the things that are behind the scenes that a lot of people never don't think about. A lot goes into getting everything in place. And uh, Tom Homo brought that to everybody's attention, saying he hoped that uh, <laughs> they would get there without an issue, without a problem. So uh, I think it's cool. Those big trucks, you see them all the time. Well, I've seen them at the state park at the stadium, you know, and they yep. unload all that stuff and they get it all ready and the players utilize it. And then they pack that stuff up and get it back on that truck. A lot of work, man. Uh, well, in fact, let's uh, let's talk to him about it. Let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, he makes the magic happen for Sports Illustrated. He's Ross Dellinger here on the big show. Hi, Ross. How are you? Hey, guys. How are y'all? Hey, we are doing great. We were just talking about uh, your great piece about the equipment truck's journey uh, across the country. Tell us about riding this and what went into it. Yeah, well, I was, you know, um, we've obviously had this year a lot of impromptu games, right, a lot of quick games thrown together and and it, honestly the stories are kind of been exhausted i mean we know that coaches uh are pulling all-nighters to scout opponents you know four or five days or even a week out and we know that ad's are hurriedly agreeing to terms we've we've seen all that um but this one and so i was trying to think of another angle and a, a new a different kind of angle to write on the story and uh somebody at byu or maybe it was on twitter i saw you know the the equipment truck and about how it left even before um, the game was was really finalized and official, and I said, "Well, that would be an interesting story because it's across the country." And uh, so I was able to uh, work with BYU's communication staff. They were they were wonderful. Uh, John McBride over there at the school, and he hooked me up with uh, uh, Billy Nixon, the equipment manager, and then Billy hooked me up with uh, Hal uh, Morrell, the driver. Or one of the drivers of the truck. And so I was able to call them, and I called them right around the time they were passing through Lincoln, Nebraska, and crossing over uh, the Missouri River, and, and we talked. And it was just, yeah, it's kind of a cool thing. You know, those guys have been doing this for uh, Hal and Healy uh, for nine years, and obviously this is the most 
unusual and unique uh, trip they've ever had. So it was kind of cool to talk to them about it. And uh, it was a, it was just a different angle I wanted to take on uh, a rescheduled game because we've had so many uh, rescheduled games this year. It was, it was just kind of cool to uh, be, be able to get another take on it. So, Ross, have we had an update? Did they arrive? Did they get that truck yeah, there? They, they did. They arrived. You know, they, they left at 9 o'clock uh, Provo time uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, and then they got there at, uh, I believe, right at noon uh, on local Eastern time. So I think that's 36 hours, which is pretty good because they were thinking they were going to do it uh, more like 38 uh, and they had to get there at 3 o'clock today is when the plane landed. So um, they, they got there with about three hours or so, three or four hours or so to spare. So they did make it. And, they, and as Hal told me uh, in a text, we did it legally, he said. We did it legally. <laughs> so no no going over the speed limit or, or uh, bypassing the, uh, the travel-type uh, regulations. Ross, you've covered college football for a long time, and you mentioned how uh, fluid things have been. Uh, Tom Homo uh, had a media availability earlier this week, and he, he kind of talked about how, you know, we, uh, he asked about maybe a return game in the future to Provo, and the AD for Coastal Carolina said, sure, we'll figure it out. And Tom said, we, didn't even, we don't even have a contract yet going into this game. We're just kind of going with the flow. Are you amazed about how this stuff works out? Because college football usually has been so rigid in the past. Yeah, you know, we, we, we get games that are uh, 8, 10, even 15 years out uh, because apparently it's so complicated to schedule a game. And then we have this year where we're scheduling games, um, you know, weeks out in days out. I mean, this was the one, I think this one here was was uh, scheduled out um, as, as sh- short of time of any, uh, I think three days basically roughly. Um, so it, it, it may, as ADs have told me through this process, it uh, it makes it uh, it might change things going forward, where you can quickly get a game scheduled, maybe even mid-season. Uh, if you if you something happens or whatever with a bye week, or, or you you feel like you maybe you have to better your uh, you guys will have to excuse me. I'm outside in D.C. and the, the president or the vice president is flying over in in, uh, in the helicopter. But uh, yeah, you know, in future it'll be interesting to see uh, what's what's going to happen when you get late in the season and you have like a bye week or some flexibility in your schedule and maybe you need a, a bigger, like a better game, maybe to improve whatever, you know, and, and now we can see you can do it quickly. And, and so maybe it'll change how, uh, uh, you know, scheduling is done from here on out. Ross, do you anticipate that, that the short notice will affect the quality of play tomorrow? Or do you think that uh, all this time that we've talked about that you were just referring to where this stuff gets planned way out in advance and you guys are, are working a week or two, whatever, to get ready for an opponent? And uh, I just wonder if that's all been overblown all these years. Yeah, you know, a few weeks back, uh, Houston um, and uh, Baylor scheduled a game about a week out. and They never actually played because Houston had COVID issues. But I did a story on how that game was scheduled and what the coaching staff did. And there were a lot of really interesting comments from coaches, NADs, when I did that story. Uh, And coaches would tell you, um, a lot of coaches would tell you, we think we overthink it. You know, we game plan too much. We watch too much film. Um, And so I think that, you know, if you listen to them, that's the case. Uh, 
in you don't have to do all that. You really you really don't. Um, in you know the 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 issue is 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 if the other guy's doing it, you feel like the need to do it, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to benefit you. If you watch you know uh, the 15 hours of film um, in, instead of 10 uh, or 12 or something, so um, yeah, I, I I don't know what we're going to see tomorrow. Um, what coaches will tell you when you have a game that's quickly scheduled like this, even a conference championship game or something that you have just a week to scout for. Um, this, of course, you had three days to scout for. What you're going to see, you're not going to see a whole lot of fancy stuff. Uh, you're going to see a lot of base stuff. Coaches will say you're going to see a lot of base-type defenses, base-type uh, type offense. You do things that you're um, really good at, you know, and you keep, you keep to what, what you're really good at. I was talking to somebody actually on the, on the BYU staff, and he was, he was telling me that um, – you know, you you what what they didn't have of Coastal Carolina was cutups, so they had to watch full games because they didn't cut it up yet. The GAs didn't have time, uh, and so instead of getting and what cutups mean, obviously you just take the play. It's just little snapshots of each play, so you can run through them really quickly. They actually had to had to watch the the full game, so that cuts into your time. So um, you're just you're just going to see more basic, I think, stuff. Well, Ross, uh, give us your thoughts on this year's BYU Cougar squad and what kind of game we're in for tomorrow. Uh, they've been incredibly fun to watch. Uh, gosh, uh, Zach Wilson and, and just schematically some of the stuff they do. Uh, man, they have you know that big tight end. They're just all they're just really fun uh, to watch. And I'll tell you, obviously, you know I have a kind of relationship with Jeff Grimes just going back when he covered LSU or when he coached at LSU and I was covering LSU as a beat writer. And, you know, Jeff has taken a lot of stuff from what they did at LSU his last year there in 2017 when Matt Canada was the offensive coordinator. They did a lot of uh, jet sweep type stuff and motions. And I think when he was hired, I remember being maybe on with you guys talking about this. And you could see it. He still got a lot of that. He still got a lot of that motion. He got a lot of that jet sweep, that lateral movement. And that's always fun to watch. Makes the game exciting. So do you think, Ross, at BYU's big offensive line and defensive front, will they be able to overpower Coastal Carolina, or do you think there's going to be a real dogfight? Well, I, I, yeah, that, that is the big concern, just talking to Jamie Cat, Chadwell, the uh, coach at Coastal. He, uh, he's really, really concerned um, with the size of BYU. You know, they, they haven't played anybody with the size up front of BYU. In fact, he told me, uh, and you guys might have seen it, it kind of went viral on Twitter. I tweeted out the quotes, but he told me he called a couple of Sunbelt schools that BYU have already played, Troy and uh, Texas State, and he called them just to get some quick recon uh, on Wednesday night of, of BYU. And, um, of course, you guys know BYU beat those two teams by combined, I think, uh, 100 to 21 uh, score. And uh, one of the coaches at one of the schools told him, um, uh, do exactly opposite of what we did. Uh, so Jamie is going into this game thinking that, um, you know, he didn't outright say this to me, but thinking that if, if his team can even stay close, he'll be happy. Because um, I think he knows um, uh, the, the, the size and the physicality is on BYU's side for sure. Ross, we can't thank you enough for jumping on with us and uh, really did enjoy that piece about the about the truck. Thought it was great. We'll send our listeners uh, your way to read it. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you.
Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated, and again, uh, the the headline on that, two men in a truck, the last-minute 2,200-mile <laughs> journey to get BYU on the field at Coastal Carolina. And how about that? Ross asked the question you referenced earlier in the show, Gordon. Yeah, yeah. And he, he told the one uh, what, the, what the coach, uh, staff member, uh, said to Coastal Carolina's guys um, that uh, do the opposite of what we did. But the other one said, do you know what you've gotten yourself into? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know uh, how this is going to go. It's why it's one of the reasons it's so interesting. A highly ranked team with an emerging program that hasn't really established itself yet trying to do exactly that. And BYU, uh, on the other hand, trying to prove to everyone that, hey, uh, they've had to reschedule some games and and change things a little bit, but this team is something extraordinary. And so what do you got to do? You got to beat another ranked team. I I wonder, I really am curious to know, if BYU wins this game by a couple of touchdowns, how much of a bounce they'll get out of that from the committee? It'll be fascinating to see. Yep. I bet I bet they here the mark my words Gordon if they beat Coastal Carolina I bet the playoff committee will give BYU just enough credit to say hey we gave them credit but not enough to get them in. So like <laughs> so jump from like 13 to 11. Mhm. I wonder where they have to get to to, to make a New Year's 6 bowl cuz nothing's automatic with BYU. No, but they have to be, and who was it? Somebody was on with PK this morning talking about this. They really have to be in the top ten to be considered. Cause, was, it, cause, was that uh, Dennis Dodd? I think it was Dennis Dodd, now that uh-huh. you say that. I, I think it was Dennis Dodd because, and I'm trying to remember, you know, the power six, there's seven, or power five plus one, there's, there's six guaranteed spots that aren't BYU. So mm-hmm. can you get into the those next six? And you probably need to be top ten to do it because of the other bowl tie-ins, right? You know, the Orange Bowl with the ACC, et cetera. So, so BYU comes into this game thinking not only do we have to win, but we have to look good doing it. Yep, exactly. All right, uh, we'll have more coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.